It's the way you stand. <laughs> Listen, guys, it, it was literally a Mary J. Blige event tonight on Insecure. So, everybody, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast season season three. So tonight, I mean, we have so much, so much to go over, but I want to start honestly going back to last week. And um, we had a very busy week, I have to say, with everything that happened with Amanda Seals character and um, these sorority and the fraternities, you know, really up in arms and to give you guys a highlight of everything, um, last week, uh, remember on the first episode of season five, Insecure, they went back to, you know, a homecoming. And I remember during, I guess, what the dance, Tiffany, who is played by Amanda Seals, she had on uh, AKA uh, the colors, of course, which are pink and green, as well as she had on, um, you know, some paraphernalia. And, um, you know, it was a very, very tough, uh, really, conversation that a lot of people have had throughout this past week when it comes to the sororities and fraternities, the, the entire Divine Nine. And, of course, I have nothing but full respect with the Divine Nine and especially um, what they stand for, what the organizations have been able to accomplish over all of the years for people of color, what we're doing as far as within the community. But in addition to all of the legacy that the organizations have always, always presented for, you know, the culture. Melinda was the, I believe, the director Melinda is uh, Beyonce's what creative director, I mean, for years and probably a part of her family, from my understanding. And she spoke on her Twitter as well as her entire social media about the incident of characters portraying people in fraternities and sororities. And specifically, she talked about Insecure and going back to first season. And if a lot of people remember, but Molly actually had an AKA mug in first season and there was really no conversation. It was really just swept under the rug as a prop of some sort. Torian, who is a lawyer on the show, he is a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And no one actually said anything about that either. However, on last week's episode of season five, Insecure, Reunited, OK, when the entire cast went back to Homecoming and, you know, Amanda Seals, who plays Tiffany as a character, she was representing the organization Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And everyone knows that AKA is a sorority that is for the beautiful women um, of African descent and you know, what's so interesting about this is that Melinda said that she's friends with so many people in the Divine Nine organization. And the Divine Nine organizations are nine different organizations um, that are fraternities and sororities for people of color. But she wanted to make sure that she represented Amanda Seals' character, who plays Tiffany, on how she knows 
people that she encounters as an AKA or a Delta or a Kappa or an Omega, a Sigma, you know, she wanted to make sure that she highlighted them at the highest, highest regard. And Tiffany's character, she's an educated woman of color. In addition to, she's married. And as we saw in last week's episode, she graduated from an elite, elite university. So, of course, you know, a lot of people felt that it was extremely disrespectful that, you know, someone is playing, you know, a character who is a part of an organization that in real life they have not pledged. Unfortunately, we all have to look at exactly what Amanda Seals has really said throughout the entire week, even down to today, as today is Halloween. And she was representing Tiffany's character as she underlined and highlighted that Tiffany was a character when she was pregnant and she had on a Halloween outfit. You know, we have to really start putting our energy into things that are going to make a difference, such as voting, such as a better healthcare system. How do we constantly make sure that we have a stronger infrastructure that all of us are going to be a part of, our children are a part of? You know, how do we have a stronger healthcare system? Those are the things that people of color, my people, the culture, we really should put our focus and our emphasis on, especially whenever there were so many people on every social media platforms, you know, really downgrading the experience that they saw on Insecure last week. And Issa Rae responded and said, wow, I will now have to delete one of the episodes. And I guess one of the episodes really had, you know, Tiffany in probably some paraphernalia or maybe another character in, you know, a sorority or fraternity paraphernalia that maybe would cause a little bit more, you know, conversation. I have to say, I did not feel disrespected at all by the situation that a character was playing. If we look at every actor and actress that we watch on television, they are all portraying a role. And Amanda Seals is no different. She was portraying a role of Tiffany, who Tiffany graduated from an elite university and became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So, as I always say, I think always we need to redirect our energy to things that really, really, really make sense. I mean, we are all living still throughout a pandemic and that should be very much high level of on everybody's mindset. In addition to, to Melinda's point, to Issa's point, to Amanda Seal's point, let's redirect this energy towards a character that only a character graduated from an amazing institution and is a part of a fantastic organization as a character. Guys, let's, come on. It's too much energy. Let's refocus the energy, y'all. But anyway, tonight, let's dig into this episode. So again, unfortunately, as we said last week that we are in... Uh, the last season of Insecure. But I have to say, you know, there's so much growth within this season so far and 
Interesting enough, that is the title of tonight's episode. Growth, comma, okay. Oh, man. So the episode starts off with Issa Rae's, you know, entrepreneur. I'm sorry, Issa D. That's her name on the show as the character. (laughs) You know, she has become this really big entrepreneur. And everyone knows that she threw this fantastic block party last season. And it starts off with the block. And she's really just going over updates on how she can continue to really grow her brand. And I love that it shows as us as creatives, we really get in this mindset of strategically waking up at certain times and just having ways that we are, you know, prioritizing how we put together our mood boards, how we reach out to our creative directors and brand managers and I love that she has really elevated herself to next level and, you know, she's really partnering with people that can help, you know, elevate her her name, her brand. But what I love that she is doing is that she is staying close to home and she wants to continue to represent where she's from. And the block, the name itself is really underlining, you know, what she is doing you know, with her brand, but in addition to how she wants to highlight people from her own neighborhood. And that's exactly what this entire episode highlights. And we'll touch on that, you know, closer to the end of um, my episode. It immediately pops over to the next scene. And I told y'all last week, but Molly has a new haircut. Let's talk about it. So shout out to Yvonne Orgy, the gorgeous Yvonne Orgy. And I remember I told you guys last week, see, I I need to be working for somebody on the inside. (laughs) So we talked about how Yvonne Orgy was really going to hopefully showcase her beautiful new short haircut. And, you know, I love black women that have an amazing face that can hit a sexy short haircut. And she is one of those. So tonight we were able to see this beautiful, you know, asymmetrical short afro fade. I mean, she just looked absolutely phenomenal. And even to see her, you know, back in as a lawyer and she was in the boardroom and just having conversations with, you know, this the, the it's like the costume design really does play on her skin tone with some beautiful tones and jewel tones and blazers that really help emphasize you know the entire colorway and i have to say tonight i saw a brand new molly you know we were able to see her continue to grow and evolve as a woman as a businesswoman but you know as we always talk about is how does she really continue to gain her mental back how does Now Molly say, I am a new woman. I want to see myself differently and feel different. And as we talked about last week, you know, I think sometimes in life we hold on to so much energy within our hair, within our body, you know, so a lot of people tend to lose weight. You know, it's like we hold on to so much stuff. And how do we shed those things away? How do we cut those things out of our system? And I have to say, you know, her cutting her hair is just an eye-opener to say, let me continue to grow myself and move on to next level. And that's exactly what she's doing. And what is so cute, and you know, I do this a lot with my best friends is that we have our little sleepovers and 
you know, it's like, y'all know how it is when you sleep over with your best friend and you just up all night talking about just whatever. And, you know, this episode, it showcases one year later. And so Molly and Issa have been able just to really rebuild their relationship and they have this cute little sleepover and, you know, Molly is reciting, of course, a couple of the little sayings that, you know, Issa used to say, this is my best friend, did it, you know, and it's just to see their little, you know, sayings and friendships really just get back to where it is and then also continue to grow. That's exactly what we all wanted. But I'm so happy that last season happened because I think that, you know, we watch a lot of these shows that everything is just so perfect. You never really see the best friends, you know, fall out and have discussions and, you know, tough communication. Issa Rae and her entire writing team, Prentice and, and Melinda and all of the people that are a part of, you know, this show are really highlighting and hitting real life conversations and real life discussions that we all experience and that's why I love this show so much, because it is literally exactly what Issa Rae has always talked about from the beginning on Awkward Black Girl to now Insecure. So Nathan is then back. And I had a conversation with an amazing friend of mine. And I know I talked about it, you know, last season when we were doing our recaps, but I'm so happy that they highlighted mental illness and mental health. And people of color, you know, sometimes we never talk about mental health and we never talk about, you know, being able to meet with a therapist and, and really getting help and talking about, you know, how do we move on? How do we kind of move past certain situations that we go through? And Nathan had gone through, you know, being bipolar and understanding what does that look like? And what we are able to see is Nathan really work through it. And in this episode, you know, we, we see Nathan really owning and honing in on his own business as a barber. But in addition to assisting Issa with her dream as an entrepreneur, you know, having people come back to his shop. And he really did a good job last season on helping her really build her brand. And I love that he's still there and she's still, you know, with him on connecting people to his business. So it's kind of like a give and take. And I think that's what we really need as far as in this world is you partner and connect and build relationships with people that you know, I can help you, you can help me. How do we continue to just really drive businesses on next level-ish? And that's exactly what they're doing. They're both really just building a brand and sometimes not knowing how to build brands and you know, failing at certain things, that's okay. But it's like they're learning together on what does it look like. So shout out to Nathan, you know, for just dealing with his own personal health issues of what does being bipolar in a black male looks like and how does he move past it and the stigma that everyone has to say about mental illness and mental health, um, so I hope they really do unpack that, you know, because at the end of the episode, and we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit, that, you know, we got to see him really revisit the same situation he did, you know, a, a few seasons ago. So again, as we talk about, it's, it's the one year anniversary of The Block. 
And the block, of course, is Issa Rae's, you know, her big business, her entrepreneurial of her business that she was able to do last season. And now she's growing the business to fashion shows and events and experiences. And y'all are not about to believe. <clears throat> y'all know. She dug deep on this episode, y'all. And uh, who did she bring? <sighs> Kofi Sarabi. And I know I said his name so wrong, but y'all know who he is. From Queen Sugar. And let me tell y'all something. I had heard that he was gonna be on this season but when I tell you to see him, and it's it's the swag for me, y'all. Like, when he came on, and he is this clothing designer, and this black-owned, you know, his he goes by uh, Crenshaw in regards of Crenshaw. And so she is representing him in this fashion show, and, you know, he's a part of her growing her business, and she's now partnering with bigger brands that is actually funding her and her dream. I'm so happy we're able to see situations like this of entrepreneurship, of people of color, and partnering with bigger brands to be able to solidify and to clarify and to, and to really highlight our dreams. And it shows that it can happen. And as we touched on even last week, when you know, uh, Issa, Ray, Issa D was sitting on that panel of, you know, her classmates and they were all talking about what the success looked like to them. And everyone was saying some of the same thing of what success looked like for them. And Issa spoke up and said, you know what? Unfortunately for me, success looks like I failed a couple of times and I didn't know what I was doing. And I had to learn from all of the mistakes. And now as I'm continuously trying to build my brand, I'm still learning on what success and what that feels like. And so it's so good to see her now partner with now this big brand. And it's a new, younger, you know, um, company that is open to younger artists and people that, you know, they're a startup company. And so it's always, as I always talk about, it's about taking risk. And how do we take really smart financial risks that you're able to receive a great return on investment? And, you know, she does this fantastic pitch. And, you know, as certain companies are, they're like, well, we want to go another direction. And she really convinces them about, you know what, you want to be the first company once this blows up and saying that you were a part of it. So not only does she sell it, she sells it to them to now they are all bought in. And so she is putting together this fashion show. And it's interesting. Remember, I told you guys I was in L.A. just a few weeks ago. And they did the show at the California Museum of African-American Art. And I was like, wait a minute. I was just there. And, you know, I'm already cheesing because I'm ready to move to L.A. But it was so beautiful just to see that I love how they coincided the African-American Museum to an African-American artist 
that he was showing his African-American art in a fashion show and really highlighting, you know, not having to sacrifice and, you know, Kofi, uh, I'm sorry, he's name, he plays Crenshaw, Crenshaw in the show. You know, he is an artist and I looked at him a lot like uh, Virgil Abloh and how you know, you believe in something and you receive certain notes from, you know, the people at the top and they're like, well, you shouldn't do this. And how do we stay a little bit safer and not do that? And how do we just make sure that we're doing this? And, you know, sometimes we lose out on our dreams and we lose out on, you know, what is the authenticity of what we really believe in to receive a check. And it's unfortunate because there are a lot of people that really have to do these things to make sure that they survive. But this episode really challenged Issa to look at herself and say, you know what? Wait a minute. I was willing to tell this artist, unfortunately, you cannot be your full authentic self in this fashion show. You can only show certain pieces that were approved by this new startup company because allegedly let's just say they are afraid of taking a risk and that is what happens sometimes whenever you really do deal with companies that are somewhat quote-unquote afraid of taking risks or doing certain things the same for so long and i have to say it was really great to see you know crenshaw said hey if you can't take me in all of my collection, then I'll walk. But we're about to go ahead and start sound check. And that's exactly what happened, man. And literally, it was just a performance that showed fashion on next level. It showed, you know, the true grit of what LA gang life looks like in addition to black life looks like. And the streets of Los Angeles. And it's interesting, but I think Issa was able to see herself in that because this is something that she had been fighting for for so long is being able to represent the culture, but also represent her neighborhood. And I believe that if she's going to represent her neighborhood, you have to represent every single thing, the good, the bad, and everything that's in between. Because you know, we, we want to not only see the beauty behind Los Angeles, we want to see the authenticity behind it. You know, the grit and the gutter, because that is exactly what people appreciate on what growth looks like. I mean, that's what the name of the episode is. So as the show comes to a close, you know, we're able to see, you know, Molly has really grown herself to, you know, I am now ready to move on and see what dating looks like. And she visits her parents and, you know, like any other parent, you know, parents are very much wanting us to be in relationships. And as parents get older, they're like, well, why don't you just look at this person? He's a good guy. And it's so crazy because her mom tries to uh, put her together with some church guy who's so socially awkward. And it's so interesting because there's like no vibe at all there with either one of them. And, um, you know, Molly begins to look at herself and say, 
I'm now ready to put myself out there. And, you know, when we go back and look at our dating apps and, you know, a lot of us have had dating apps and, you know, in the dating apps, it says, what is it that you're looking for? And sometimes we all get super specific and critical and blah, blah. And Molly goes back to read all of the things that she had on her list. I have to say, you know, I think you know how it is when some people just have a list of things that, oh, I have to have this type of person and they have to have this and all of that. And so she was able to say, you know what? I'm not that person anymore. Who was this woman? Why did I have all of these requirements? Like what, what, what was I going through? And we were able to then see her playback from really what first season, all of the men that she have come encounter with in all of the failed situations that she was a part of. And it's interesting because you read all of the requirements and the things that you're looking for in a person. And let's just say you then found that person. And as she highlights all of the people that have come in her life, they have all left. So now this gives her a clean start to say, you know what? I'm going to restart and refresh myself and put myself back out there. And we weren't able to see as far as like what it is she's looking for that she put in her new profile, her dating profile. However, it looks like she's now at a place that she can now re revisit some some things that just did not work in the past. And now hopefully she can just say, I am open to a, a bigger and a brighter future because I'm now a new woman and I have moved on from some of the things that I was a part of in my life. And I think we all have to go back and look at that sometimes and say, you know, we we all hopefully grow and we look at certain things in life to say, oh, I want this and I want to be a part of that. And, you know, some of those things are just not right for us. And I feel like you really do just have to go through life in certain situations that may or may not work for you. And for you to figure out this is where I need to be. This is what is right for me. This is who's right for me. But to Molly's point on this episode and really at the beginning of this season, Molly is figuring out who she is again. She is really not trying to go back to who she was. And she's just learning on how to love herself again. And we all deserve that. We all deserve to take the moment and love ourselves always. But in addition to, uh, I remember Lauren Hill said that on her Unplugged album is that she had to do some dying and really kill off who she used to be and just revisit and regroup and gain an appreciation of the woman that she is. And I believe that's exactly what Molly's doing right now. So shout out to Molly putting herself back out there and being vulnerable because, you know, I think a lot of people get scared, especially when you've gone through so much in life to make yourself vulnerable, to get to know someone new. It's, it's big. And shout out to her for being ready for that. So at the end of Issa's The Block Party, this second one that she did, she gets together with Nathan and, you know, they kind of revisit where they somewhat left off. And um, she invites him back in to just 
be. And I think Issa has gotten to the place that, you know, she's still very, very vulnerable and very broken and, and, and still very hurt. And we all know that, you know, as I talked about last week, when you are in a relationship with someone and you go through the relationship, you know, you make your own rules. However, the situation between Issa and Lawrence is tough. It's heavy. And it's one of those things like, you know, as we saw their relationships throughout the years unfold and grow and, and deteriorate and grow and, and love again and then come to find out he gets someone else pregnant and for her, it's just too much. And I think we're all we're all owed the opportunity to say, you know, what is enough for us? And I think, you know, she had gotten to the point that she just cannot handle it. So as she and Nathan, she invites him, you know, to spend the night and she becomes open again and vulnerable to maybe Nathan to see what happens. What's next for her? How does she now move on? A lot like Molly. And immediately she looks at him. And he looks at her and she starts to cry. And she starts to really look at him in a way of saying that she's just not ready. She can tell that he's maybe ready to get back to where they left off. But unfortunately, she had opened herself up to become vulnerable to Lawrence last season. And we as people, listen, we're all human. And I think once we open ourselves back up to someone that we have experienced for so long of hurt and failure and love and then love again and now to be broken. It's, a, it's, it's, it's hard, it's tough. And to really see her break down in front of Nathan as they lay in bed and you know he just holds her. And as we talked about at the beginning and we talk about mental health and we talk about people of color with mental health. She wakes up and he's not there. And then immediately she's back in the bed alone. In my mind, it went back to the season where he had gone ghost on her. He had left without, you know, not letting her know where he's going, not a note, not a text, just nothing. And it's one of those things like now that you know that he's bipolar, what do you do? How do you then open back up to Nathan and let him know you leaving affects me? You leaving, it just revisits where we left off even last season because her being vulnerable with Lawrence was already big. And now with someone else that she really, really cares about and then he can't support her the way she deserves to feel supported. And I mean, let's be clear, it may not even be his fault. He has to deal with his own mental health just like everyone else. So again, he's broken, she's broken. This is a moment for Issa just to be 
to really talk with someone the same way Molly had been doing the entire seasons. And really, I mean, because guys, you know, we have not seen Issa really sit down and talk to a therapist, you know, and really let some of this go. I have to say tonight's episode was was deep. Tonight's episode was one of those, again, as we always say, it is it is peeling back the layers of growth. I mean, the title alone was exactly what this episode really, really is, is growth. And it's the growth of all of these characters. One year later, it's the growth of Molly continuously trying to figure out who she is as a woman and really getting back to her happiness is Issa moving past the situation with Lawrence a year later and now opening herself up, you know, to Nathan or whoever else comes into her life. And that's her pushing past this and growing past this, hopefully. And I'm so excited to just see what the season has to offer because I think this is exactly what we appreciate about this show is that Insecure hits on everything that happens to all of us. And that's the reason why I'm so sad that it's ending, but I'm so happy that I was able to experience it. And I'm extreme, extremely blessed that Issa Rae and her creative force had the opportunity to just partner with HBO and say, we have a story to tell as people of color. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about, you know, intimacy as far as in, in marriages. Let's talk about STDs. Let's talk about health. Let's talk about being successful. Let's talk about failure. And I have to say, I'm so excited to just be talking to you guys. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. As we always say, you know, stay positive. Oh. But always stay successful. Because watching this show really shows you what people of color can do once you prepare yourself, once you put yourself in a great place and, and really build relationships. And that's what I love about this show, man. So, of course, as we always say every season, every season, well, we do say that every season on Insecure, but every Sunday, make sure that you guys tune in to the recap of Insecure season five. Shout out to tonight. Growth. Okay. And until next time, I'm so excited because I have some phenomenal people that I'm interviewing in the next few weeks. So please stay tuned. And as we always say on the podcast, stay positive, but always stay successful. And I love you. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Jameer Smith Show. Until next time.